Got in this computer. Fantastic. Okay, so welcome everyone to the very first ever Graduates Month celebration. And yes, so today we're going to be talking about aging well, which is a topic that is really dear to my heart. As some of you may or may not know, I have a goal to live till I'm happy, active and healthy until I'm at least 122. Um, so we're going to be talking about all the strategies that I am using to achieve that goal. Am I going to be doing achieve the goal? Who knows? Um, does it matter? No. <laughs> um, and I wanted to start with a quote, one of my favorite quotes from Audrey Hepburn, which is nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm possible. And I think for my 122 year, year goal, that's a thought that I really, it is one of those goals that is like, I could, it's, it's like an impossible goal. My goal, my coach talks about having in goals that kind of seem impossible, but you're going to go for it anyway. Uh, so our plan for today is uh, I've got a little bit of news to share, and then I'm just going to go through and share with you all my thoughts around aging well and all the things that I'm doing to help me get there. And then um, we'll, I'll, but as we're going through, I like, of course, as always, I like to keep these ses sessions as interactive as possible. So um, either type in the chat or just ask, unmute yourself and ask questions as, as we go. And um, yeah, we'll take it, take it from there. Um, so Let's see, news, <laughs> post of the week prize. Um, this week goes to Christine Crover, um, and I didn't post what she had posted. Oh, yeah, that's right. She completed the tummy challenge. So celebrating Christine for doing that. And as we're going through Graduates Month, there is a prize for posting it like every week still. So make sure, like keep keep those, those posts coming in circle. I still want to see your celebrations, still want to see your tiny wins, still want to see like your reviews as well. Um, and then in other news, just a reminder that the next group's starting in September and um, that, yeah, with the, with the graduates group, now you, for those of you that are, you, you're, you, those of you in the graduates group, I've, they've just joined, um, I've added you into the graduates group part of Circle. It's just the one Circle group, but there's like a separate section. And really, like, there's no right or wrong with this. Feel free if you want to keep posting in the main NHC group, that's great. But if you want to post in the graduates group, that's great too. It's really up, like up to you, like where you feel most most comfortable posting. Um, but what I would really encourage you is this week, and particularly if you haven't for a while, is to just share like one tiny win in the group. So just think about about. Like what's one thing that you're proud of? What's one thing that you're like, yeah, I did that and and share it in the group because this idea, like we ch do change best when we feel good and the more we notice our progress, the more we celebrate our tiny wins, our big wins, like all of it, the better we feel and the better we feel, the more likely we are to keep going and that like the faster we progress. So this isn't just a like, you know, nice, I want to like, feel good about all of you or it is like I want to feel good about all of you but it is a strategic um, thing like it's a tool to help you make progress on your health goals so yeah I've actually started a new um, thread like on Mondays to share what one thing you're proud of so if you feel more comfortable just replying to in a comment you can do that but if you want to create your own post that's cool as well okay so Let's dive in to talking about aging well. So I've been thinking about doing this class for such a long time because this is like, um, it's funny, like was, since I've changed my relationship with food and my weight is in like a really great place, that was when I kind of started to think, oh, what was next for me in terms of health goals and health on my health journey? And that's where I decided to, and yeah, like this kind of idea of living well and like, and aging well um, just started to really appeal and resonate with me and I found myself because I wasn't buying diet books anymore but I started to get into following people in the longevity community and of course now like reading books on longevity because there's a whole you know, researchers there's a whole group of people that are really looking at this question of aging and how um, you know how we how we how we age and so the thing that when I was like like preparing for this, I was like, wow, this is a really big list of things that I'm like doing. Um, and 
so I just want to let you know that I just don't, don't want, don't come away from this feeling overwhelmed. What I want you to come away with from this is this idea that you're in control, that you actually have a choice on how you age and it's not set in stone. And there's actually research going on. Like there's a theory that, that, that like aging is just a process that is due to, um, due to like, it's like a, um, it's, it's like the aging process is due to errors in um, replicating DNA. And so if we can minimize or fix those errors in the replication process, then p- humans don't have to age, which is a pretty crazy idea. Um, so I want you to come away from this, not feeling overwhelmed, and I want you to come away from this with the sense of, oh, actually, I have some agency over this. I have some control. I'm not doomed to like end up in a nursing home, you know, dribbling out of my chin. And I'm, you know, I actually can have a huge impact on my health span. So in the longevity community, they talk about, about, um, about like your health span, because yes, like we want to live for a long time, but we don't want those, those last years to be like the, the quality of life is really important and so we want to maximize our health span so where we have like a, a healthy active life for as long as possible and really minimize those that that time where we're not you know when we aren't able to to function as well and so yeah this is the thing I want you to take away is that you have control over your your health span remember you're like you're TEA, our thoughts create our results. And so the thoughts that you're thinking about your health and how you, how you age are so important. So let's dive in. So actually, to, just to give you a high level of what we're going to be covering. So that I've just broken it into se- separate areas. So we've got mindset, of course, is the first thing we're going to talk about. Um, then we're going to talk about movement. And um, then we're going to talk about nutrition and then supplements, medications, um, brain health and stress. Then we're going to talk about sleep. I'm going to talk about relationships and connection. I'm going to talk about cancer. We're going to talk about immune health. And then I've got a heap of resources to share with you that I'll just post with the replay. And so we've got, yeah, like there's a heap of different areas. But one thing to remember is like all these, all these areas, like, this is just part of being human. This is just part of life. So yes, it does seem like a long list, but it's also like we're doing these things anyway. So let's like, we are, we're sleeping anyway. We're like, we're we're wanting to exercise anyway, but let's, we're eating anyway, but let's do it with a little bit of, um, you know, uh, intentionality into, okay, what is, what's, what's the best approach for me to do this and achieve my, you know, and, increase my health span like live that have that life where I'm like happy and active into my golden years um so yeah we've got a a lot to to go through today um so let's start with the mindset piece so as you as you as you know one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Henry Ford and he says if you think you can you think you can't and or think you can't you're right either way so of course if we're thinking, oh, I'm not going to, I don't want to live till I'm really old or I'm not going to live till I'm 122, um, then it's going to be really difficult for us. And my mom died when she was 63. And um, I also have a friend whose mom died a similar age um, and both of them breast cancer. And it was interesting because I know like growing up with my mom, like she was amazing. But one of the things where she was like really anti getting old and really anti aging and that she didn't ever want anyone to know what her age was. And she used to lie about my age. Like, she's like, I can't have a 20 year old daughter. You're, you're 16. Um, and which it, you know, it was funny. And we used to laugh about it, but she really had this mindset of like, I don't want to get old. And so I can't help but thinking, think that, you know, of course that may be completely unrelated, but, but there's some part of me that, that believes that, that she created that result. Those thoughts of her not wanting to get old created that result of her not not getting old. Um, and my friend Susie, she her mom was the same. Like her mom didn't was really anti talking about her age, and she died young as well. So, like, is do we have any scientific evidence of this? Absolutely not. 
but I just want you to consider like your thoughts are very powerful and remember TEA, our thoughts create our emotions and they drive our actions and that, that creates our results. And so if you're thinking, I don't want to get old, you're thinking like, um, you know, I'd rather die young and have a good looking corpse, like that is going to have an impact on how you're feeling. It's going to have an impact on the actions you take. So we want to um, be really mindful of the thoughts that we're having around ourselves as we age. So I never tell myself I'm too old for this. Or if I have the thought, if that thought crosses in my mind, like I'm too old, then I like immediately coach myself on it. Uh, or I never tell myself I'm so old. I, um, yeah, I, I actually, so I want that's if you're going to take away one thing from this call, this would be the thing to, to do, which is that, that, that thought, like I'm too old for this or I'm getting old, like I'm too old, just let remove it, like coach yourself and <laughs> let it go whenever it comes up because that one thought, like I'm too old, then you're looking, that that's building, then you're feeling old and then you don't, you like you don't take action, you don't do the things that you want to do because you're letting yourself off, off the hook because of this idea that you're, you're too old. And so what we want to do instead is think thoughts so I actually have in my belief plan three thoughts that I'm going to share with you. So one is I'm young and getting younger every day. And I'm young and getting younger every day. So I'm actually telling myself, I'm intentionally telling myself that I'm young and I'm telling myself that I'm getting younger every day, which, of course, if you look about it logically, no, Jules, you're not. <laughs> like chronologically, your like chronological age is increasing. However, there's other part aspects to aging. So there's our chronological age, but then there's also like our biological age, and that's like how old our bodies are in terms of like so you can have two people like you can have two 80 year olds but one can be like their their organs might be like you know their muscles might be atrophied and so they're actually like their body is the body of a a 90 year old but then the other 80 year old they might be really fit and they've taken care of themselves and so their organs might be really healthy and so they might actually have the body of a 60 year old so there's this like in in a like in longevity communities like they talk about the different types of age so we have our biological age but then chronological age which is just the years we've been alive but then we which we can't change um unless we start doing some time travel which i'm like not not going to rely on that uh, strategy just yet but we can impact our biological age so when i'm telling myself i'm young and getting younger every day that's actually, I'm thinking about my biological age is like, I am actually making my, I'm rejuvenating my cells. I'm getting younger every day. And the crazy thing is like, I've been telling myself this for a couple of years since I've had this goal to be 122. And there's been a couple of times where people have said to me, gee, Jules, you're like, like one time I was out, um, Marish, when I went, uh, it was like his birthday and we were staying in a hotel and we went out to dinner and then we were in the bar afterwards, like having a drink. And I hadn't told him this goal about this. Uh, maybe I might've told him about the goal, but I hadn't told him that, you know, I've got this thought that I'm practicing that I, where I tell myself I'm getting younger every day, but like, we're just randomly in the, in the bar, like chatting. And he was just, he just said to me, like, you look amazing. He's like, you know, I feel like you're looking younger every time I look at you. And he's like, you are like, you're getting younger. And I was like, wow, that's pretty spooky. <laughs> I went, like, great. Um, like it felt really nice. And then that like another friend I ran into and she was like, Jules, every, like I hadn't seen her because we used to go to play group together and I hadn't seen her for a couple of years. And that's her in January. And she was like, Jules, like you look younger every time I see you. Like, she's like, so like, who knows? <laughs> I'm like, who knows? But yeah, I love this thought and it feels fun. It feels good to me. It feels empowering. It's like, I'm getting younger every day. It feels really good. So I offer you that thought to add into your belief plan. If you do nothing else from, from this class, that I'm young and getting, or even if, and if the, I'm getting younger every day feels completely unbelievable to you, then you're welcome to use, um, just tell yourself I'm young, I'm young, and just keep that, that thought going. So that's one of the thoughts in my belief plan. The second one is I'm happy, active, and healthy until I'm at least 122 years old. And people always ask me why 122, and that's because um, – so far, the um, person who has lived the longest, the longest human on 
oldest human on record was a French lady who lived till she was 122. I was like, well, if one French lady can do it, some surely one Australian lady can do it. So that's why I chose that that um that number. Do I really? Does it really matter? Do I really like? I don't like. I don't mind. I just want to like be alive to see like if I have grandchildren to be part of their lives and not miss out on that like my mom did. So that's my second thought in my belief plan. And then the third thought I have, which kind of isn't about aging, but I also have a thought that I don't, which I don't think that often anymore, but um, that I'm beautiful and I feel happy, confident and gorgeous when I look in the mirror. So that's one that I use to change my relationship with the, with the mirror. And that's because when you look in the mirror and you see the wrinkles and you see the gray hairs, like it can be easy to start thinking the thoughts about how you're old. So when those when those if those sneaky thoughts start to creep in then I look actually look for the beauty in the mirror and I actually look for like that feeling of like feeling good and so I think you know aging that that is part of it um yes so that's this mindset piece really really key and um okay and the other thing I wanted to say about mindset is like something that's come up for me like as I've been aging is I noticed that like there is a shame that can come up with aging like when we notice like uh, things are sagging and um you know all those wrinkles and those gray gray hairs and I did a class last year on unshaming with a guy called David Bedrick and it was interesting because he in that class he spoke about one of the areas for unshaming that he work that he had done with himself was around like the shame that he felt about his aging body. And, um, and I was like, wow, I hadn't actually thought of that, but I do that too. Like I had was like, and it wasn't like this overtly, oh, Jules, you're awful, but there was like a feeling of like, oh, you know, I shouldn't be like this, which is so crazy because like all, like all living beings are aging, (laughs) all living beings um, are like, um, uh, oh, sorry, Abby. Second thought was, um, I'm happy, active and healthy until I'm 122. I'll paste these in the chat for you. And then the third thought was I'm beautiful and I feel happy, confident and gorgeous when I look in the mirror, um, that I use sometimes as well. So there's, they're my three thoughts in my belief plan. Um, okay. Thanks for asking that, Abby. Yeah. So this idea of um, unshaming getting old. So yes. And so I think the antidote to that is if you do, if you are experiencing that when you do start, which you are, we all eventually will when you, you notice like, Oh, you know, there's the next a bit scraggy or the, um, you know, my hair's looking really gray today, then just rather than feeling like you, you can choose to like feel the, feel shame or you can actually choose the different parts. And I think the thing that I've found really helpful is this idea of radically accepting whatever it is that's coming up. So, so yes, my hair looks really great today. Yes. And my neck looks scraggy. Yes. Like, yes, I'm 50 years old. Like, you know, just, and that just lifts it up. It makes it feel a lot lighter and a lot more. And yeah, it removes you from the shame. So just wanted to mention that shame piece in case that does come up for you. And just that's how I navigate that. Um, and I think that's that's a really big thing in the in the mindset is like kind of forgiving ourselves for being human and like being living beings who have a normal aging body. Okay, so that's the mindset piece. Now we're going to move on. And does anyone have any questions on that before we move on or any thoughts? Hmm. Hey, Lisa, good to see you. Hi, sorry, I, I came a little late. And so if you if you covered this, I'm apologizing in advance. Um, when you, I like that idea of just unshaming it, but do you think taking steps like, uh, physical steps, like covering your gray, um, is, is, is tantamount to being ashamed of it? No, no. It's all about the, like, like the thoughts that you think about it. So if you're like, if your thought, uh, thoughts are like, I really want to, I don't like these gray heads. I really want to cover them then that's like go for that Lisa it's like the thoughts that you think about it are the important like that that determines how you feel about it rather than like it's a new having like coloring your hair or not coloring your hair like that's a neutral circumstance 
But if you're thinking I'm doing this because I want to and I feel much so much better when I do it and I like I like how my hair looks like that, then like that's that's great. Keep doing that. <laughs> that. But if you're like, Thanks. yeah, yeah, it's really because yeah, yeah. Like there's nothing nothing wrong with that. Or and also same like if you just choose to wear different clothes because you want to cover up aspects of your like you know wrinkly things totally cool too like there's no need to like it's like what feels comfortable to you is 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 really important there I think okay yeah amazing okay so next we're going to talk about movement and so once you've got your mindset straight the next thing that I think is um and it's interesting like when you read longevity books like everyone has a different theory about oh this is the most important part of like aging well and it's actually there is no one most important part apart from mindset. Um, like all these, like like we need to have all these, all these, all these things interact and all these things contribute. It's not just like one thing. If you just work on one thing, that that's going to solve all your aging problems. Um, but that being said, more and more books and things that I read about about longevity in, in terms of movement and physical body is that muscle is really key. And um, I recently read Peter Etier's book, um, my latest book on, on aging, and there's a geriatrician, so a doctor who works with aged elderly people, um, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, and she is really um, big on muscle as well. Like she's like, and both of them, like muscle is the organ of longevity. And there's this, the, their theory is that the capacity of our organs, so you know, our kidneys, liver, heart, lungs, everything, is matched to our muscle. So the more muscle we have, the more robust busted all our organs are. And so then, if something like if we have a, a health crisis, if we have an event where we're in, in hospital, like our our liver and our lungs and everything, if we've got big muscles and big robust healthy organs. Like we're better able to weather any like health crises. Whereas if you're like, if your like muscles are small and your organs aren't like, don't have that robustness to them, if you have a health crisis and that can like kind of tip you over the edge. So, um, and the thing is that our muscle mass naturally decreases with age. So I think, you know, for I can't remember what it is, but it's like for all of us, like once you, I think it's like 25 or 30, then like just muscle naturally decreases. So if you want to maintain your current muscle mass or the muscle mass that you had when you were a 30 year old, like you need to be doing more to counterbalance that natural inclination of it to shrink during age. And which is like, which is in some ways good news because we have the ability to do that. We have the ability through resistance training to grow our muscles. Um, and this is part of the reason why, like, as we get older, it seems harder to like maintain our weight and to maintain our fitness. It's because our muscles are naturally decreasing as we, as we go along this aging process. And if you think about like you, we all, like you've all seen like, there's like, you know, old fit dudes that go to the gym or hang out at Venice Beach and like let pump iron and that like, you know, they actually can be quite old and look really young because they have this really great reservoir of muscle. Um, so what if you are ready to do anything, like when you are ready to do anything to start in terms of changing your like exercise regime, um, doing things to focus that on actually building muscle, uh, is a really is it is it the best the best strategy for longevity and so that's anything where you're lifting or lifting lifting things or um or pu pushing so what I do I guess like there's so many options for resistance training Pilates is a great one um but what I do for I'll just share what I do for resistance training and like again with with exercise it's really about finding what works for you like what fits in with your lifestyle and what is you know what what you enjoy as well like because if you're doing something because oh, I'm doing this because I have to then that's no fun and it makes it really hard to do it whereas if you're doing it because it feels good to you and yeah I want to feel strong then like again the mindset piece is really key to it so I'll just share what I do and like, you know, there's, I'm obviously not an exercise expert. So 
there's probably a way better, more efficient things to be doing in, in terms of like building muscle. Um, but just put this on your agenda as something that if you, uh, if you do want to be living into your 80s and beyond and you're not doing something now to maintain and build your muscle mass, you're really shortchanging yourself and you're really asking for, you're asking for that health span not to be where you want it to be. Like frailty is the biggest problem as we age and not having enough muscle is the biggest thing. So really like, yeah, if you are going to change anything, change your mindset first, but then look, do something to build your muscles. Uh, so I'll just share what I do and we'll move on from, from that and know that that's like a whole area that you can go into researching yourself or you might like to join a gym, who knows. Um, so I actually, there's a few few things I do. So I do push-ups and squats and in the resources section, actually um, I did an example of chair squats. Um, so they're just body weight exercises. So I do, when I come back from my run, I do 20 of those, so 20 squats and 20 push-ups. And I also do five chin-ups on my monkey bars like that we got for the boys and, and me. <laughs> so that's something I do pretty much every day is I like my do my 20 push-ups and my 20 squats and my five chin-ups, which I'm very proud that I could do that because when I started, I was really struggling to even do one. So that's one thing with building muscle is like when you notice your progress and you are able, your body is able to do more, it's really motivating and really fun. So uh, like if your thoughts about, about building muscle are like, uh, like that sounds awful, like it actually can be like just be, be, my, like, be open to the idea that it actually might be really fun. So, um, and this is fun talking about this. So yeah, like that's what, that's one thing that I do every day. And the other thing I do every day is I have kettlebells and I do kettlebell swings. So you can um, search that on YouTube. There's like heaps of videos about how to do it. And kettlebells are really great because they work your glutes and like, so your butt muscles and your, um, and your thighs. And those are the biggest muscle groups in your body. So the more you, like so they're like like if you target those like getting good glutes and thighs that is really powerful for for growing um like yeah like that gives you a lot of bang for your buck because that's like where, where most of the muscle is so I do kettlebell swings and I do three sets of 20 no five sets of 20 but what I do is like I have the kettlebells next to my desk so I'll use that as a like in between like to as I try and do it like like out throughout the day, like five sets, but spread throughout the day. So when I'm having a break, like I, I try and do them. And some days I'll be good. Like every half an hour, I'll get up and do some kettlebells. Some days I'll completely forget. And then it's the end of the day. And I'm like, ah, oh, and I you know, will do, do them at the end. Um, but yeah, like this is something that you can just get by a kettlebell and have it somewhere in the house. I used to keep it in the bathroom and I would do just 20 swings in the morning when I got up, but it's a great um, it's really great for like your butt muscles and like since I've been doing that like like my like my the shape of my butt has really changed and it's, it looks so much better than it used to before I did kettlebells so I really love my kettlebells and I started out with like I think it was like a 16 kilo kettlebell and I've now got like a 32 kilo one just because over but this has been over I've been doing them for like 10 years so over time I've just got stronger and I've like bought a new kettlebell when I've been ready to, when it's got too easy to do 20 I've like bought a new kettlebell so um I've been on the 32 for a while and it still hasn't feeling easy uh, but yeah it's like so that that's a real they're a really great you can just add in so you don't have to you know get into exercise clothes to do this like you can and same with the push-ups and squats and like if you can like I'm doing 20 now but I didn't start out doing 20 I started out doing like a set of five I think um and you can just like search on YouTube, but but those those three things of kettlebells, squats, and push-ups, like that's that's a really solid foundation. And the, the chin-ups are nice because that that feels fun because we have monkey bars. Um, and then I also do um, some a simple like weights workout. And I actually started that doing that through there was an app. Um, Kayla is stains. I can't remember what the app was called with bikini body like some, something like that um sweat that's it yeah sweat with Kayla thanks Abby <laughs> um 
And she like, so there's apps you can get that can guide you through workouts. But I like have taken the things that she's done and just created my own like really simple workout that are like 10 to 15. If I'm really pushing, I can do them in 10 minutes. And I do four of those a week. So two that are focused on legs and then two that are focused on upper body. And uh, yeah, so I used to only do one of those a week and even just doing like that made a difference to my muscle mass but since reading the Peter Atia book and he was he's big on drilling in the whole muscle thing I decided to up it to four a week and so you know it's less less than an hour a week in terms of investment in time that I do on this but and I'm really it makes a big difference like I've noticed like my muscles are not as big as when I used to be a winemaker but they're they're like in my 30s but when I was 30 but like they're haven't ever been fitter so like it is really um you can can really change and it does feel really good to when you do do make those changes um so yeah building muscle super important and just start with like chair squats like that just doing that look, look in the resources section just start doing like five chair squats a day and build up like this is something that you can add in but no but if you are serious about having a good health span then building muscle is really key and like I don't think it's it's really possible for anyone to um to have that 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 good health span without being active in this way like without actually building some muscle and if you look at there's a book called the blue zones that looks at the I think there's seven different regions in the world that have the highest proportion of octo- uh, centenarians so people that are over 100 and all of those um all of those people like all those cultures being active is really part of it so they tend to be like they're not necessarily they're not, not you know going to the gym and pumping iron but their natural lives are very active and they're walking up, up steep hills and um and like i think the okinawan people in japan they sit on the floor so they're they're like going down and they're pushing themselves up up off the floor every time after every time they sit down rather than just slap cut slouching in the chair so they're like they have that built in to like this muscle maintaining their muscle mass is built into their lifestyles so really key okay so next one is nutrition and this is actually like not a very complex one this is quite simple it's like just listen to your body don't eat too much um, really like the things that we've been learning that we learn in the naturally healthy club of not of just getting the amount the quantity of food that you're eating right is really key to um, the longevity thing and the other thing from that that's also I'd be teaching you guys in the naturally healthy club is to prioritize protein and as we age that gets more and more important and there's a few reasons for that one is just like our digestive system isn't as effective at, at um, extracting the, the protein from the food that we eat. So we need to eat more in order to balance out that. Um, but also as we, as we age, like the biochemical pathways, like, so when you're like five, you need like, there's like this amino acid leucine that we need to order in order to turn on some muscle building pathways. And when you're five, you need like it was like, you know, you need two grams of this of leucine to turn on that pathway to start building muscle. But when you're 50, you need like 20 grams of it. So like the amount, the, the dose that you require to get that muscle building, those muscle building process happening is, is higher as we age. So the thing on the, the short story about nutrition is to, yeah, listen to your body. So don't eat too much. Um, so then your weight isn't a problem. And then also just making sure you're, you're prioritizing that protein. And that's like even already in the Australian dietary gui- guidelines, they have one protein guideline for how much protein under 65 people should be eating. And then they have a higher, re- they have a higher recommendation for people that are over 65. So this has been known in nutrition for quite a while that our protein requirements increase as we age. Uh, and they're actually looking at the moment to increase that um, that protein recommendation even higher. So you pretty much can't overdo it on protein um, when in terms of nutrition. Uh, and then the other, the only other thing with nutrition is to look at like look at gut health, and we'll, we've got a separate lesson on that, so I won't go into the gut health piece. Um, 
And then the other things to think about with, in terms of nutrition, I just put, I put alcohol in here because um, not because you need it for nutrition, but kind of that's where it fitted in. And with alcohol, you know, generally less is better, better. But there's this U-shaped curve. So in terms of when you look at when we look at alcohol consumption and heart disease, when we look at alcohol consumption and longevity, um, and what else, cancer, like all, all the all the things that there tends to be apart from breast cancer, there's like this U-shaped curve. So where the people that don't drink have they're actually more likely to die than the people that drink like that are light drinkers and then when you move into like moderate drinking or heavy drinking of course that's that that decreases your um your longevity but it's yeah fascinating so there's like a swedish study where um the people who the longest living people are the people more most likely to get to 90 were the people that had like half to one glass of one drink a day so um, so being a light drinker, so being an intentional booze hound, uh, like is actually the best place to be. And that's certainly where I've got to with my alcohol is like, you know, having, um, I have like two or three glasses a week now, and that's feels really good to me. Um, and kind of crazy that I've got there. Uh, but yeah, so just with alcohol, you know, one glass a day, an average max. And then any, if you, anything more than that, you're starting to decrease your longevity, uh, and the other thing about nutrition, or actually this is not eating, is that can, that is talked about a lot in the longevity community is fasting and actually using extended fasts to, so going for periods without eating to promote healing of your, um, like healing, healing of your cells. And also, so fasting has, it, there's two processes that you can turn on. So one's called apoptosis and the other is, autophagy and so um i can't remember which one's which but one of them is this process where um when you limit food intake so when you're fasting that um it turns on this process where you it kills off any like precancerous cells or any cells that are um you know that aren't functioning really well and so which is great because then because if you have dodgy those cells that aren't healthy and they keep replicating then that's when cancer can grow that's when other disease can happen so this um, process of killing off those cells early um, is like a cell renewal or kind of cleansing thing is 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 very it can be beneficial for reducing your risk of getting um, diseases particularly cancer and then the other thing other part is um autophagy which is like i think autophagy is is killing off the cells and then there's this um the other one apoptosis is um the process of like um reusing like recycling like old dna so that's floating around in your cells because when you limit food intake for whatever reason this is how it works so that's actually it's like cleaning out your cells and getting rid of any bad potentially bad cells is is what's happening on a cellular level when you fast. Um, and in order to get get both of those fa- phases, like get the benefits of those, like you're looking at like at least 24 hours, like fasting for at least 24 hours. And then like the longer you do it, so people do three-day fasts, people even do like five-day fasts, like the longer you fast, the more of those benefits you're going to get. Um I have done fasting in the past and as a strategy for um, for managing my weight and thinking to myself, oh, yeah, this is good for my longevity as well. Um, at the moment, I'm not doing any extended fasting just because it's really hard. <laughs> um, and when I, you don't have that weight loss, like motivation, like it's kind of like, oh, uh. and also I, I did, I did last time I did a three-day fast I got shingles afterwards and that freaked me out a bit and I don't know if it was related but I suspect it was because it is putting a lot of stress on the system um that being said will I never do a fast in in the future I'd like that is something that I will look at doing in the future um and you definitely like you definitely don't have to be fasting in order to live well it's way more important to build some muscle but something you may like to consider um and there's a really great book that i read this year called fast like a girl by a dr mindy petz 
pelts. Um, so I'll link with that to that with the in the resources. But if you are interested in fasting for longevity and for improving your health, um, or even for weight loss, then she um, she she's her book is really great because it it talks about how to time it with your menstrual menstrual cycle. And part of the reason why I think women find fasting so hard is because it doesn't take into consideration the differences that happen through, through it with our bodies and our, our requirements throughout the, um, the menstrual cycle. So that I would, if you are thinking about fasting, I would recommend reading that, that book first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go Lisa. Um, what about intermittent fasting? Do you, does, does that have any of the benefits towards the yeah. longevity that you're talking about? Or, well, or no? it does have it does have benefits for longevity, but it doesn't. You don't get into that apoptosis. You don't get into the cell repair because you're only because if you're eating a, like you, I think it needs to be more than twenty four hours to get into that um, into that zone of cleaning up your cells. Um, but then you know, intermittent fasting has like it, it does can make it easier to manage your weight so it can be helpful from that perspective but listening to your tummy is also a really great strategy there too Lisa and you, then you don't need to to do that yeah is that something that you're you're thinking about experiment or have you experimented with yeah yeah um I mean I, I'm I'm off for the summer right now so everything's a little messed up but during school yeah I'm usually doing the 18-6 every day yeah, great. Um, other than I have tea with cream in it in the morning, which sort of breaks the fast. But um, yeah, that's it's a good chunk of time without without food every day, and it feels good. Yeah, yeah, actually, and yes, yeah. So I do that every day as well. It's funny because it's like this. That's just part of my life. Where I was like, I just I never have breakfast. It's just I always just lunch is my first meal. Have tea in the morning. It's like coffee. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely. If, you, if that's working for you, keep doing it, Lisa, for sure. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, okay, so that's nutrition. And, yeah, just jump in with questions as, as we're going along. So next section is supplements and or meds. So I included the meds. So so, if, um, so I'll, I could like you can go down a rabbit hole. There's so many supplements that you can be taking, and there are people in the longevity community that are like chucking, walking around with like bucket, like if they go traveling, they're taking like a suitcase full of like supplements with them. And I used to think that like you don't didn't need some. We should just be able to get all our nutrients from our foods. And if and the thing is that, and then I realized, well, yeah, we could get can get all our nutri- nutrients from our food, but if there's also things things that can be helpful for us to make life even better and to help us be living a longer and healthier life why not take them like if they have like no no downside um so i started going down the supplement rabbit hole you definitely don't have to if you don't want to um but so the things that i like do take i've actually been simplifying my my supplements because it can get a bit crazy um and i think with supplements you most mostly like the biggest risk is that you know you're just wasting your money like you're not getting any benefit from them and sometimes you're not going to know one way or the other but for my it's not like you's really a huge investment of money so for me I feel like it's worth it so the supplements I take are magnesium which I take um yeah like a capsule that has like all the different forms of magnesium and I love it um then the, the next supplement I would really recommend for everyone is fish oil, particularly if, if you're vegetarian, but even if you aren't, even if like I eat a lot of fish and I still take massive doses of fish oil. So I take three triple strength capsules a day. And the thing is that when you're looking at like research on um, health and like longevity, um, the research paper is like, if you, any research that's looking at omega-3s or fish oil on brain health, on heart health, on everything, like on um, mental health, like everything, uh, it that always like it's, it's always beneficial. There's no like, oh, you know, fish oil doesn't really do anything in this area. If someone's willing to study it, there's generally a benefit from taking from the fish oil. And even like, you know, children with ADHD, like all sorts of things so I take a lot of fish oil and I give the boys fish oil as well so it's something I and I actually I have experimented with 
taking um, like not fish oil, but like omega threes from marine. No, no, from like made from algae, and um, <clears throat> sorry, and yeah, the I, I like if you if you don't eat fish, of course, and if you then that's the only option. But I notice a difference just in my um, <clears throat> like just in how I feel. And also the other thing is like when you take a lot of fish oil, it's really good for your hair. Like your hair gets really shiny. <laughs> like it, um, So it's like a nice side benefit. And I noticed that when I was taking the, um, the, the algal one, the algal omega-3s that I didn't get the shiny hair. So I just, um, my sense is, and I have seen some research around this, that the form that the omega-3s are in is a real, has a huge impact on how our bodies are able to um to metabolize them and i won't go into the biochemistry of that but just to remind just not like the fish oil form is way more available so if you are able to take it it's it's a better choice so magnesium fish oil vitamin d is another one and it's really important for immune health like everything and because we don't go out in the sun even those of us that live in australia like our vitamin d levels tend to be low and so vitamin d is something I would recommend looking into for sure. Um, and then the other supplement that I take, which is an, is collagen powder. And that is for, um, I take two tablespoons of that a day and that's like, it's a source of protein, which is great. So it helps from that, that muscle, but it's also collagen is like our, in our skin, but also really important for gut health as well. Um, and also important for hair health too. So uh, that's something you might like to consider. And it's like, cause it's a, you know, it's a protein powder. So it's really easy to, I just have it mixed up. Um, tell what brands of supplements you take. Yeah. Also in the, um, when I put the notes up, Abby, I'll, I'll put the the brands that I take. So you can check those out if you're interested, but I don't like, I don't have any affiliation with any of them. These are just, these are just what I'm buying now. Um, so, you know, there's heaps of different options out there. Um, the other supplements that I do take, and these are two supplements that are specifically for aging. And these came from, I read a book by, um, it's an Australian guy, David Sinclair, who's a researcher at Harvard, Harvard. And he has this theory of aging around it being a cellular, a, you know, a cellular replication problem. And then when we solve that problem, that that's going to solve, that's going to stop you know, humans aren't going to have to age anymore, which is pretty, he's a pretty radical thinker. But in his book, he he takes um, resveratrol, which is the chemical that's found in red wine. You would have heard of how that's beneficial for heart health. And another, um, another supplement called NMN, so nicotine mononucleotide. Um, and so both, he takes both of those. And after reading his book, he was pretty convincing. So I started taking both of those. Um, and yeah, like the, the, yeah, they're, they're, they're just good for longevity. They're good for your cellular health. And since I started taking those, I did notice that before I was taking those, I was starting to get a bit of like age-related, like cognitive decline, like, you know, forgetting words, like not being able to put my finger on words. And then after I started taking those, I noticed that that decreased. So like I, I definitely saw like my cognitive ability I improve when I started taking those. I've been taking them for a few years now, probably like three or four years. Um, so they might maybe something that you might want to consider. I'd recommend reading David Sinclair's book first so you kind of get the the theory behind it and then the other supplement that i take or actually the other medication that i take is metformin for and that's because i have um, diabetes and so that manages my that helps my blood sugar control and so that is but metformin is, is something that is also taken by people in the longevity community who don't have um, blood sugar control issues because it's been linked with uh, reduced cardiovascular incidents like problems with cardiovascular like improves cardiovascular health and um so yeah like metformin is something that you may want to consider if you do think that your blood sugar is is iffy and it has this like so it's great for like getting blood sugar under control and helps with weight but it's also has these these longevity benefits as well so it might be something that you may like to to consider or not okay did Anyone have any questions on supplements or meds before we move on? 
Now we're good. Okay. So we've got, um, okay. So next section is brain health and stress. And um, so, yeah, of course, like if we're going to be living till we're 122, we want to be able to remember it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so the, the brain health piece is really important. And I think like with brain health, like muscles, it's use it or lose it. So the I was for a while using like there was an app that you could get like that had brain games that was specifically designed to help your brain prevent age-related cognitive decline. Um, but I kind of was getting a bit bored with that. And so I started, decided to um, start use, learning French again. So I learned it at school and so I've been using Duolingo to learn French. So learning a language or having puzzles or something that keeps your brain active is really key. Of course, while we're still working and living normal life, this isn't so important. I think this is something to really consider with you getting into the retirement. Um, but I've been, been having fun learning French and I think it's, you know, it's, so I'm going to continue doing that. Um, another thing you might, I would recommend thinking about for brain health is meditation. And I've actually just recently, I used to do transcendental and I've recently changed to a different type of meditation called eco meditation, which I'm finding like blowing my mind in terms of how good I feel when I do it. Like it's really crazy. So I'll link to the website for that. And there's a book called Bliss Brain rather than go into the details. But if you're, you are, interested in the benefits of meditation on brain health this is the one to be doing like I really like it's like I've been meditating for like over 10 years and like the amount of like the progress that I feel like I've made in the last few months of doing this eco meditation and how good my brain feels and how good I feel after doing it it's like night and day so it's really really fun um Brain health, stress, all the, yeah, so brain health, the other thing I do is I run, so five or six days a week, not big runs, like some days it's half an hour, some days it's only 15 minutes, but the reason I run is for um, for the mental health aspects, and there's this um, chemical that's released when we, when we do that kind of, that steady state exercise called BDNF, so brain-derived neurotrophic factor, and it's really good for um, mental health and for um, protecting, like, brains from cognitive decline. So there's been a lot of research around BDNF and how important it is for protecting your brain. So doing some sort of, like, it doesn't have to be running, it might be swimming, some sort of cycling, just some sort of kind of that cardio is really, really important for BDNF. Of course, it helps... Um, it helps with sleep as well. And then sleep, of course, is important for brain health. And then also like having a gratitude practice. So in my daily practice, one of the things I do, which is you might already be doing this, um, but ha having that practice of just like thinking about what you're grateful for, that's actually, I've saw some research that that's, they've actually like had like looked at people under the like, I don't know if whatever they were able to do it, but you can actually see, like you can actually see neurons growing um, in those pathways for the people when they were practicing gratitude. So it actually is changing your brain and like making your brain more resilient and stronger. So that practice of just thinking about three things that I'm grateful for, like in the morning, like that's helping my brain health. Um, okay. So that's it on brain health. I'm just mindful of time. Um, sleep, this is a work in progress for me. And if, for me, like this is probably the part of my longevity strategy that is the least robust. Um, but the thing that you don't want to do is start stressing about your sleep because then if you start stressing about your sleep, that makes it even harder to sleep. Um, so what I choose to do instead is I focus on my bedtime, like just getting into bed on time. Like, so my bedtime is like, aim, my aim bedtime is 9.30. And you'll notice when I do my reviews every week, I look at like what my average bedtime was for the week. Um, because like I, you know, wake up in the middle of the night and I, like, there's things that I can do to improve that, but I can't necessarily if I freak out about that that's going to make it worse so I rather than I just with sleep getting to bed having a good bedtime routine getting to bed on time is really key um, and um, the other thing with sleep is getting light exposure in the morning so getting out in the sunlight is is really helpful um, and also like looking at ways to manage your stress so meditation is really helps me with the sleep aspect as well but sleep like 
the thing with sleep is like there's we don't understand a lot about what happens when we sleep like we have some ideas but like we just like in getting enough like sleep is really important and actually the lady that lived to uh, the 122 she attributed her old like long age she loved to sleep and she could sleep as much as she could so there you go um so yeah that whole thing of like you can sleep with your dad yeah because you're going to be dead a lot sooner if you don't sleep so like my theory on sleep is like get as much as you can or like give yourself that gift because it is, is going to have an impact on the the length of time that you have on the planet so you are going to like that investment in time in sleep now is going to pay back with like years of healthy life afterwards Okay, relationships and connections. So we're going to be doing a separate lesson on relationships. So I won't spend that much time on that. But just know that of all these things, like some people believe that um, that having strong relationships. And in that Blue Zones book, he spoke about the, the like they they looked at the like the those people all had lived in communities where they they had those nourishing nurturing relationships. Um, so there is a theory that, that that actually having strong relationships is the most important thing for longevity. Um, and my dad's geriatrician, who he sees, she is very big on like the connection and the relationship piece. So don't underestimate that. And we'll go into details on relationships in that separate lesson. Um, so I won't spend any more time on that now. Um Cancer, I just had this down. It's because when we want to live a long time, avoiding dying is like a really good strategy. Um, so just being like detection and prevent detection is better than curing cancer. Like so the earlier you detect it, the better. Like we actually like the survival rates of cancer these days are amazing. So I'm very like for me, I'm like if there's an option for me to test something, I will test get it tested. So I get my breasts screening like my mammograms done every two years i get my skin checked every year um the australian government actually when you turn 50 they check you for bowel cancer screen you for bowel cancer thank you australian government um and i'm actually like when i next time i go to my doctor i'm going to ask you know her like what are what are my other options for testing because like like when you get tested like if you like the earlier you, you pick up cancer the the sooner you're going to treat it and then so that's that's kind of my my approach to to that. Um, my and then my the last part the part I hear was I had here was immune health, and so I'm really big on vaccinate anything to like that stresses your immune system out or work, gives your immune system a workout. I think is a really positive thing. So any vaccines that are available, I'm taking the vaccine because I want my immune system to be like, to. it's like building muscles at the gym for you, like building, lifting heavy things to build muscle, like taking, like exposing your immune system to different things and like getting, like getting your immune system building antibodies for all the different options that it could be coming across is really key. So I'm very like keen. I take, like I get my flu vaccines every year. I get COVID, I get shingles, like, anything that's available I'm taking it um the other kind of crazy thing I do with for immune health is that I don't wash my hands before meals unless it's like you know like I've been in the garden and they're filthy but I don't have that I, like I actually like just I think exposing your body to diversity of microbes is a great thing so I um don't wash my hands before I eat meals that might gross you out <laughs> um and the other thing with immune health is it is taking vitamin d is so key for that and sun exposure is also important. And the other crazy thing I do is I have a cold shower most mornings. Um, it's like literally five seconds because that's all I can stand at the moment. It's so freezing. But cold showers, are, um, like exposure to cold is helpful for um, immune health as well. So that's it. Right on time. So that was a lot. I'll post the resources. So there's books I've mentioned, um, there's websites. I'll post my supplement regime in with the replay for this. But your home play, like kind of your next step for this is, first of all, don't get overwhelmed. Like this is a lot. And I know like when I was going through it, I was like, wow, that's so much. But then this is like all, they're all parts of life. Like the, like I, like I it's not like this is stressing me out and it's like I'm having a full-time job with my longevity project. These are all, and they, it's like little things that I've added here and there. So it's like, don't, don't freak out and think that, oh my goodness, I'm never going to be able to do that. It's too much. 
And also that you don't have to do any of this perfectly for it to make a difference. And I want you to just celebrate what you already are doing. Like think about this list and think, okay, what am I already doing that is that I, is setting me up for a long, healthy life? And post one of those things in the group, like celebrate that, that yeah, I'm already doing this. And then just, you know, when you're thinking back through this, this, just choose one thing to experiment on in doing something differently. So it might be that you're just going to add that thought, I'm young and getting younger every day, or I'm young in, my, in your belief plan. Or it might be that you think about, okay, it might be time to start doing some chair squats. But just, um, but, and also like approach it from this, like what feels expansive and fun to you rather than what, you know, that I should do this or I have to do this. Like this is a fun project for me. And so I'm having fun with it. Um, so yeah, we want to approach it from that place. So does anyone have any questions before we wrap up? No, oh, we're feeling good. Is everyone excited about being happy, active and healthy to your 122? You're going to be joining me. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Okay, it was so good. Thank you for those of you that are here live. Um, Abby's off to do some weights now. Awesome. <laughs> okay, have a beautiful week. And um, yeah, next week we're talking about gut health. So I look forward to seeing you, seeing you guys for that one. Okay, bye everyone. That'll be a good one. Yeah. Thanks, Jules. Bye.